When was the last time you felt the presence of Christ and were moved emotionally by it? And what can you do about things you know to be true, but they don't feel true? You know his presence is with you, but you don't feel it. How do you get your emotions in line with reality? Philippians 2.1 calls us to consider the encouragement we've received from being united with Christ and the comfort we've received from his love. But what if you don't feel that encouragement or comfort? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Even if you're not feeling much love from God, isn't it true that still, even in spite of that, still you have received a huge amount of comfort and compassion and encouragement and tenderness and mercy from the Lord from the time you were born again until now? Think about it. Let's just take these one at a time. First, The first one is encouragement. You could sum up the entire ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ with that word, encouragement. In fact, that's what Luke 2.25 does. The arrival of the Messiah into the world is referred to as the encouragement of Israel. Your Bible might say the consolation of Israel. It's the same word. Jesus Christ came into this world to give encouragement. And so being encouraged by Jesus is one of the most fundamental things in the whole Christian life. Acts 9 31 uh, says that that then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged, same word, by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. So this is just the natural function of the church. Encouragement comes from the Lord. How does it happen? It happens primarily through His Word. Romans 15, 4, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. That's how it works. It comes through the scriptures. God encourages us through his holy word, especially through his promises. Hebrews 6, 18 says that he made all those promises so that we might be, we might be greatly encouraged. Greatly encouraged. Even God's warnings about chastisement and discipline for our sin are given to us. Uh, Hebrews 12.5 says, As a word of encouragement that addresses us as sons. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says that prophecy in general is for our encouragement, strengthening encouragement and comfort. Haven't there been times since you've been a Christian where you've been in distress and you opened up this book and the Lord met you there on the pages. He brought some soothing, healing balm to your soul through the scriptures. Hasn't that happened? Hasn't, haven't there been times when you were weighed down by some grave matter in your life and you took it to the Lord in prayer and he refreshed your soul? Or someone else prayed for you and, and it refreshed your soul? Haven't, been, haven't there been times when um, you were listening to a sermon you just sit and listen to a sermon, all of a sudden, right in the middle of the sermon, God just spoke to you in a very direct, profound way. I'm not talking about a voice that you hear. I'm just talking about he, he opened your eyes to some perspective about him that you never really saw before. And all of a sudden, boom, the lights are on. Or he convicted you about some sin and showed you the path to restoration. Or, or in the middle of the sermon, he gave you some motivation where you didn't have motivation before. Now you have it. Now you're revved up. 
or he gave you some hope in a situation that just seemed hopeless before. Hasn't that happened? Another way God gives us encouragement through uh, is through one another in the church. He gives it through the scriptures. He gives it through his people. Encouragement is, is one of the spiritual gifts. Romans 12, 8. Some people have the gift of encouragement. Haven't there been times in your Christian life where you've been down in the dumps and, and God sent some brother or sister to, 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 to lift your spirits and it worked? How many times has God done that in your lifetime? That's how he that's how he nurtures his church. This is the way he unifies his church. Romans 15:5. May the God who gives endurance endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity. And then Paul expands, that's the first word, encouragement. Then Paul expands the idea of encouragement uh, with this next phrase, the comfort of love. That's God encourages us with the comfort of his love. Um the, the, the word encouragement literally means to draw near, to approach, or to be next to the person, to just be close to the person. Um, it's, it's, it's not just bringing them from sorrow to joy. It's bringing them from sorrow to joy by being present with them. That's what this word means. A while back, I, I told you the story about my niece, Bree, who, um, when she was a little girl, she, she took... A, kit, a stray kitten in. There was a stray little cat that they found, and and it was almost dead. And she nursed it back to health, and it became the family pet. They named it Sugar, and uh, Bree just absolutely loved this little kitten. My uh, my sister said, morning, noon, and night, Bree would say something about how cute Sugar was. You know, she just talked about the cat all the time. One day, a dog attacked Sugar and killed her right in front of Bree. She, Brie was 10 years old at the time. And after that happened, she told her mom, she said, she said I, know, I know it was God's will, but she was still just crushed by it. Just crushed by it. And the first thing she did when that happened was she went into her room by herself, she opened up her Bible, and she read Psalm 34 about how God is close to the brokenhearted. My sister told me a couple nights later they were praying as a family, and, and she said... She said this in her prayer, Bree did. She said, God, thank you for giving me that feeling you gave me in my heart when I asked you for comfort. See, that's, that's what it means to receive comfort from the, from the nearness of his presence. He encourages us through the comfort of his love. Psalm 63.3 says that is the best thing there is. His love is better than life. Have you felt that? I mean, do you enjoy his love? Do you enjoy his presence? Do you enjoy the fact that he sees you? You know, the writer of Psalm 139, he says, everywhere I go, you see me. And uh, the, the psalmist loved that. They loved it, that God saw them all the time. Now, does that strike you as odd? Because some people, they, they, it's like, that sounds like a curse to me, not, not a blessing. It's, and I think when people think that way, that God watching me all the time, I don't, I don't know, that makes me uncomfortable. I think it's because they don't understand love. See, they reduce God's all-seeing eye to some kind of impersonal, non-relational kind of surveillance. You know, like a, a security camera following them around. And they think, why would God want to watch me all day anyway? I mean, 
He can watch anything he wants. He could watch the most spectacular things going on in the universe. He can make the, like the greatest movie ever and watch that. Why does he want to watch me brush my teeth or drive to work? I mean, what could be more boring? You want to know why God wants to watch you? It's the same reason that, that uh, for 42 years of my life, I had zero interest in any Little League baseball game. Or any baseball game, for that matter. But then, when it was my son playing, I was riveted. I was riveted. Before that, I had no interest in, in some kid playing third base, whether he made a tag or someone you know, slid in safe or got tagged. Uh, none. But, but when it was my son who was doing the sliding or the tagging, pretty much that was the only thing I cared about at that moment. See... Love generates interest. God is watching you, not because your life is spectacular. God is watching you and loving it for the same reason you love it when your little kid takes his first steps. Your little baby takes their first steps. Even though, is it really all that spectacular to see a human being take two steps and fall on her face? No. <laughs> we see people walk around all day. But, but for you, it's the highlight of your day when they take their first steps. Why? Because of love. Because of love. That's the way God is with you. He likes to watch you taking steps. Enjoy that. Well, did you catch the definition of the Greek word for encouragement? It means to approach or to be next to a person. God brings you comfort by drawing near to you. If you're a believer, you are experiencing a certain degree of his nearness right now. Nearness intended to encourage you. Tune yourself in to that nearness. Pay attention to it. Enjoy it. Respond to it. Jesus wants you to be encouraged. And he wants you to be comforted. When you know in your head that something is true, like God's presence with you, but you don't feel it, how do you make it more real in your heart? One of the gifts God gave us to do that is imagination. We all know how imagination can move our emotions, right? And not all imagination is imaginary in the sense of being unreal. You can imagine real things too. For example, think of a pilot who gets disoriented flying through clouds. He feels like he's level, but the instruments warn him that he's rapidly descending. But he can't get himself to correct because he feels like he's already level. So he uses his imagination to picture the plane in a nosedive until it feels to him like he really is diving. He's descending. And then it's easier for him to believe the instruments. When your feelings don't align with what you know is true, use imagination to bring your feelings into alignment with reality. Spend a little time right now daydreaming. Daydream about Christ's love for you and make it something vivid that will touch your emotions, it will move you, and keep it up until you begin to feel his presence, tenderness, and favor. My soul yearns, even faints, for your presence, dear Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and a place near your altar, 
O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on seeking you. They go from strength to strength till each appears before you. Hear my prayer, O Lord Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For you are a sun and shield. You bestow favor and honor. No good thing do you withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Thank you for being with me right here, right now, dear Lord. I treasure this time alone with you. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.